I'm Josh Kingsley, your host for the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast, where we give you stress-free wedding advice from the experts. At the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast, we believe that weddings are supposed to be fun and fulfilling, not full of stress and conflict. We are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting, and coordination services. Visit completewedo.com for more info. Today, we're talking about a big wedding day decision specifically whether or not to include certain family members in the festivities. They're loyally by your side at all times, but you're unsure if they should even be there at all. No, we're not talking about the meddling in-law or the loose cannon cousin. We're talking about your fur babies. I'm joined for this discussion by Ryan and Maggie Spark. They have a fun story about including an infamous pug in their wedding day. Guys, welcome to the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Hey, you bet. All right. So let's, uh, let's start by talking about the wedding day. I know you guys didn't get married yesterday or last week or anything like that. So let's talk about when did the wedding happen? Uh, Talk a little bit about the planning process, putting the day together and when you specifically decided to include your pet And, and make sure you introduce us to the pet. Right, absolutely. Well, we got married in 2007, and during that year, if any of you recall, it was very popular to strive for that 7707 wedding day. I remember everybody was like clawing to get that, you know, perfect anniversary date. So that would be like July 7th, 2007. Well, we decided to go rogue because we like to be different and do the July 14th, 2007 to kind of assure that none of our friends were getting married the same day we were, because that did actually happen. Um, We were, um, we got married in the town we went to college in, and we had a German Catholic wedding. Um, Now, when you get married in kind of a small town and have a big family, my dad is one of 15 kids. Um, It's going to be pretty large. I think we ended up inviting straight out of college now. So you have your college friends and my family and your family. So we invited almost between 400 and 500 people. We whittled it down. I think 300 people showed up. So it was was, a good time. It was quite the party. It was quite the, you know, those German roots and and everything. And um, we ended up getting married in the same church that my grandma got married to as well. So that was kind of a cool added detail um, that I thought made it stand out as well. Um, And we had a non- human baby at the time howard. um howard he was i think we had him for about he was about two three years old two three years old ryan definitely gifted him to us early on in our relationship and i was like okay i guess i guess he's committing i tried to <laughs> seal the, the deal dog. early like i wasn't letting this one get away <laughs> right and fun fact about that is neither of our apartments allowed animals so whoopsies on that too well, okay. So, so what you're telling me is that if you were, if you were looking at the uh, whole varying levels of commitment, you have the, the things like, let's have kids, let's have fur babies, let's buy a house, let's get married. We were dating for probably less than a year. And I made a joke because I joke from time to time. I made a joke about for my birthday, if it wasn't furry and it didn't have four legs. I didn't want it, but I was joking. And sure enough, Ryan comes around the corner with a full bred pug 
puppy. One eye is kind of going this way. One eye is kind of going that way. But Hawaiian shirt. Oh my goodness. He. But you know what? The pug breed is a very you know they're so ugly they're cute kind of thing. So I fell in love pretty instantly. And so you never got a chance to throw either one of them out, is what you're telling me. Yeah, definitely not. And then of course we got married. Um, well, we finished college, got married. Had a party. Had a party. Had a big party. Bought a house. Traveled for five years, and then had kids. So uh, just one more question about the party before we move on. Um, <laughs> what was the music on a scale of one to ten like horrible or the best you've ever heard? This is kind of a loaded question. I would say, but why I is this question a, loaded? <laughs> I'm gonna give it a ten. I would say it was a twenty-five. And the reason being was because yours truly, Josh Kingsley, was our <laughs> DJ. And we knew from day one that we wanted to have him at, at our wedding. So I, I quote somebody said afterwards, I get a I get a phone call that's like pretexting. Who said, Man, anybody getting married after this, the bar has been set very, <laughs> very high. Yeah, there was definitely nothing but awesome reviews for the DJ services. So We'll get, we'll get stuff. So, so that's actually another question that I, I didn't even tell you guys about before this. So um, one of the things that I found that's interesting, one, one is I both age, but, but two is I've been in the wedding service industry is I notice a discernible difference when you take any said group of friends, family, whatever you're talking about, you have weddings that are the first group of, of those people, the <laughs> middle group of those people and the end group of those people. Where did you guys fall? Oh, we were in the first. We were yeah. in the first, which is yeah. kind of crazy because we're very outgoing social people. So we would still be hanging with our single friends together, but we always kind of never settled down. And we have two kids later and we still have not really settled down. We've, we've, uh, we've stayed put, but really the coronavirus is pretty much the only thing that has had us Sure. So you don't want to grow up because uh, you just want to keep being a Toys R Us kid. I understand completely yes. where it's coming from. So, <laughs> so, so early in the group of friends, just to set the kind of time and place, you're one of the first people of your group of friends and family that takes a big plunge. We're, we're all right out of school. This is the first time you go to a place that has an open bar, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. And, and you find out pretty quickly. So you got to be, you got to be part of that. You got to help set the bar and part of setting that bar is you had the infamous Howard that you talked about before, part of the wedding. So yes. tell me, how did you make Howard part of the wedding? It was in my marriage contract that he <laughs> had to be in the wedding. No, I at first it kind of started as a joke and um, evolved into actually happening. I know um, when we really plan anything, and me in particular, I like to go rogue. I, I don't, I don't want to be like every single other person. I want to be like just a little bit coloring outside the line. So um, yeah, we, we thought it would be really funny to incorporate the dog. And we kind of joked with um, a few of the people involved in the planning and, and um, we, we kind of made some judgments on where we could kind of slide them in and where wouldn't be so appropriate. But yeah, we knew it would get a lot of laughs. Um, he was very infamous as, you know, he was our first non, yep. you know, like he's our first fur baby. So he's our first kid. Let's be real. Absolutely. Yeah. And he was very funny. So, um, and you know, it's a pug. So it's like, and for those of you who, I mean, I feel like at that time, 
was like, it was the men in black dog. You know? it, it was definitely the men in black dog. The smushed face, the very amazing, more to love body. Amazing. Did Tommy Lee Jones ever come in and pick him up and shake him and say, tell me where the, the alien bug is? <laughs> no, he did knock on the door one night and I just told him to, he, he couldn't talk to Howard. Yeah, I did consider sending Oprah an invite though. I remember now that we talk about just to like, I was like, wouldn't that be awesome if she just showed up and be like, you get a pug and you get a pug. Nope, not really. <laughs> I mean, that's probably similar to when uh, Ryan and I were looking to go into grad school. I think we both applied to Stanford because why not? <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's true, but we chose Fort Hayes. Correct, yes. Neither one of us went to Stanford and uh, that was their loss. But, but uh, so, so what role did Howard actually play in the wedding festivities? What did you specifically have him do? So, um... He was involved in when we entered into the reception area. So we knew better than to, um, my uncle actually um, married us. He's a, an abbot uh, Catholic priest. So basically he's up there Um, and, and he loved the dog, but he's like, "Eh, maybe not. So we, we knew better than to, I mean, we joked about it, but we knew better than to try to get him into the church. Um, but that started at the church started at like one or two. Yeah, it was so that's, early. So early, that's yeah. kind of another unique thing about like um, those, you know, kind of small town German Catholic weddings is they start really early and they go a really, really long time. So yeah, so we rode on the round on the trolley. And so Howard he, he came was with, on the trolley. Yeah, he was on the trolley with us. And then that's when, you know, we decided to get them all dressed up and we walked into the reception um, as you announced us person by person. So he walked with us when we walked in past our bridal party. Okay, so obviously you can't drink all day if you don't start early, which is why we do the whole German Catholic thing. And here's the thing that I'll say to uh, anybody about Catholics, as a proud Catholic, you never see four without a fifth. So um, (laughs) Howard walked in dressed up. What was he dressed like talk, so, talk talk about what was he what was he wearing he had a full blown tux right custom tailored by who, who custom tailored that thing yeah that was a last minute adjustment we we bought the extra large tux to see if it would fit didn't try it on until like the day before realized his voluptuous body couldn't quite fit into it not voluptuous all right (laughs) he was training very hard he wanted to be sure he was fit and looked good for our wedding day sure sure he had too much creatine a little too much protein and he bulked up yeah yeah, basically my aunt my aunt was a seamstress so i always i always tip for anybody getting married if you have someone that is a seamstress that you know is a seamstress has their phone number plugged into someone's phone because there's usually some kind of emergency, um, but ironically, a friend of mine's dress had to be um, tailored a little bit. So they took the black out of her dress and put it into Howard's or Howie's uh, little tuxedo to expand it, to take it out, as you will, um, so he could be fashionable. And He was a very proud pug that day. He was proud. So, yeah. so, so one of your friends actually went to her 2007 version of Orange Theory and <laughs> shed the pounds and uh, Howard got swole. And uh, yeah, there we go. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. There we go. GTL well, good, for the pug. GTL. Good, good for Howard. Good for Howard. So yeah. 
biggest uh biggest question that i have about planning a wedding day when you're including somebody like the infamous howard um what did you have to to change to accommodate that whether it be with the venue or any of the other vendors that, that you have did you did you have to make any kind of special arrangements or was everybody pretty cool with the uh, hey whatever you want to do type of uh, situation Right. So when we booked the, so our reception was at the Fox Theater, which at the time of our booking, it was under construction. So we, we did kind of make a bold move, move there um, in planning that. And so I had gotten to know the wedding, I don't know, the event coordinator and uh, mentioned it to her. And, you know, she kind of gave me this little look of, yeah, maybe sneak them in and we can beg for forgiveness if needed. But you know, it was like, I was very careful. Like the, the floors were all Concrete, wooden floors. Yeah. Um, we did get permission from the trolley, the trolley guy. Um, the, ch the church, I, yeah, we're like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. Um, and we, yeah, he, we, he came in, hung out for a little bit, got the big scene, you know, everybody laughed, every, you know, everybody's waiting for you at these things too, you know, so they're it, waiting. Yeah, and so, it was good. You know, like people like to see something different. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons we well, brought he, him in because it was funny and well, it was he's fun. Also and, like part of the, he, he was part of us at the time. So we thought that family. was like important to incorporate him. And I think the biggest thing is just communication, just letting people know. Yes hey, here's what we're going to do. There was no surprises. We didn't right. get shut down. The right. only real thing that we had to do was make sure that, you know, he had a chauffeur, right? We took his driver's license away. Didn't want him <laughs> driving that day. So right. uh, one of our friends, like, that knew him really well was able to get him, get him where he needed to be, and then we could take him yeah. out. So it's that just was planning. It's just pre-planning, having some friends that you know you can rely on to be there if there's a situation or if there's an accident, you know, appoint a couple friends that, you know, say, hey, at this time, take him home. If things are getting kind of crazy and he's like eating the food, take him sooner, you know, so it was, it was really good. And, and, you know, we're lucky to have a lot of friends who were, um, very, very supportive and, and in on it. And, um, also, you know, <laughs> didn't drink quite as much booze until <laughs> that after that moment had passed. Yeah. So, sure. so you had, you had to have the, uh, grandparents that were going to dial it back until the, the kids went to the sitter and everything. And just keep exactly. in mind the gravy is a hell of a drug. So let's, let's keep that dial back as much as you possibly can. So right. uh, it, it sounds like planning and communication, which is good when you're planning anything is the most important thing. Any additional advice that you would give to somebody who's planning to have their pet incorporated in their wedding? That, that was pretty thorough, but is there anything additional you would say to somebody who's thinking about doing the same thing that you did? I would just say don't skip over the the basic needs of the pet i mean it's it's like kids too right like make sure you have snacks make sure that they go to the bathroom ahead of time you know just because you don't want that extra stress and if you if it if it kind of comes to the point where you're getting close to the day and it just is stressing you out drop it like you know because it is about your day but if it's going to be meaningful to you and you know it's going to make you happy or maybe they're like your therapy pet, you know, and like just their presence kind of calms you down. I think that's awesome. 
The only thing I would advise against is please do not make one of your bridesmaids walk down the aisle with a dog. I've seen that on movies and it looks very, very sad. <laughs> okay, so you've only seen that on movies. You haven't physically yeah. been to a wedding that. Okay, okay, okay. So, not, uh, not in person. Okay, so I, I, was, I was wondering if I had to ask this next question. So in, in the weddings that you've attended since yours, um, have you seen any pets included and... I guess, what was uh, the, the type of stuff that jumped out at you that went really well or that makes you say, man, I wouldn't have done that. And I'm, I'm glad to know that was a, a movie and not your friend. Right. Um, as far as pets, I'm trying to think. I, I never really seen. I don't think so. I don't think I've any, ever seen any. Um, and, yeah. and that being said, most of the weddings we've been to have been I'd say mainly indoors. I mean, we've been to outdoor weddings, but none of those have um, had pets or anything like that. So, so I, I guess I can say that with a little bit of pride that we we were a little bit unique in that way. But Howard, was he really a dog or was he really a human? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's an alien. That's, that's a good question. But it, I mean, it's good to know that you guys were truly Lewis and Clark and there was no reason to really send a separate expedition out west. You guys got what you needed. So right. being That's right. part of that first wave of weddings, it sounds like you guys have just done a bang up job and uh, re really set the thing and nobody tried to top any of that stuff. So uh, let me ask you this about, about Howard. And I know there's some good stories here. What is the craziest thing that Howard ever did? Go for it, Ryan. Oh God. So there's two stories. So the first, we're at Lake Wilson. Might have even been the time that you and Misty stopped by and the weather was really bad. I can't remember. But uh, my mom- and By is, bad weather, we're talking about tornadoes and by- oh, yeah, 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 We're yeah, talking yeah. about yeah. some of like, the uh, oh, well. clearest water that you can ever possibly yeah. see. Go yeah. on. That's Kansas <laughs> so, for you. So Howard, my mom's like, oh my God, Howard ate all the bread. Howard ate a loaf of bread. You know, going on about Howard eating the bread. And I'm looking on the counter and I see a whole like big thing, a big loaf of like French bread. And I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? Like, there's a whole loaf of bread there. Like, I thought maybe you nibbled on the end. She's like, Ryan, there were two of those. And I mean, we're talking like full blown <laughs> French bread loaves. And that dog was like swollen like a tick. And he like got up on the couch, up on the, uh, the the counter and ate it. The second one. Yeah, don't let anybody fool you yes. that they're lazy because they are like a panther when they're well, screwed around. Yes, and this leads me to story number two. <laughs> so after said wedding, we're talking about with the best DJ. So we're married and you know figuring life out. And in our first apartment, had a pocket door. And so the first arguments we were having when we were married, they were really bad arguments. They're like, who didn't shut the pocket door, right? So we're what trying pocket door? the one that goes into the laundry room that slid back into the wall. Okay, okay, I was okay. like, what's a pocket door? Are you so, talking about an accordion door? Maybe the ones that slide like into the wall. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, didn't yeah. know what they were okay. called either. Like, slide <laughs> right back in, so. Scholars maintain that those are called uh, old school castle in inventions, go on. Okay. So we had a washer on one side and a dryer on the other, and then we put our trash can there. So we're saying, all right, so if we keep this door shut, the dog is safe from getting in the trash because he loves food. So anyway, we 
found out that he could figure out how to open that door. So I had two 25 pound dumbbells. So I put them in the bottom of the trash can and then would put the liner over it so it's harder to tip over. So he still got in there a couple times. We couldn't figure it out. So we're going to Gela's one night. I had just shut the pocket door, knew it was shut, get in the pickup, Maggie's in there. I left my billfold, run back in the apartment and I kept hearing a thud. And I'm like, how in the heck, like what is going on? Caught him red handed. He had opened the pocket door and he was ramming the trash can with his head to create space from the wall until he could hit it hard enough that he could actually knock the trash can over with two 25 pound dumbbells in the bottom. Yeah. Like you said, a person. Yeah. yeah. A person. A person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like. Inside of a, of a turkey carcass before, like just passed out <laughs> inside of a turkey carcass. Like. And I remember that. I remember that. It's remember not that. like we don't watch him. It's just that he, when he sees food, it's like that's his first true love. So it's, there's just nothing we can do about it. <laughs> but yeah, no, he, he's a great dog. He's a great dog. Yeah, that's great. I, I don't know why you would try and stop any of that. I mean, it sounds like you guys had a, uh, had a great ride and uh, obviously mm -hmm. a great wedding. And hey, guys, thank you very, very much for being part of all of this today. You know, yeah, big thank thanks you. for being yes, part of this conversation. So, so to everybody listening, it's important to remember family and all the important moments of life. So think hard about the day and how you want to remember it. And if you can't picture your day without any of your friends or family or your fur baby, just make sure you make a plan to make it happen. Because after all, just like that loose cannon cousin, your fur babies are family. Until next time, take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you got some helpful thoughts as you plan the big day. So until next time, I'm Josh and this is the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast where we believe that weddings are supposed to be fun and fulfilling, not full of stress and conflict. Happy wedding planning! We are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting, and coordination services. Visit completewedo.com for more info.